I tell you the truth. I can't believe y'all. He said, man, I'm going to tell them. You could say to this. Uh, and he found the biggest thing he could find again. You could say to this mountain. This is the second time in two chapters back to back where he has told them if they just had a little baby faith that they could speak to the biggest thing around and command it to move. You think depression has a hold of your life? You think divorce is going to ravage your family? I feel this thing. You think that financial debt is going to come in? God says if you had a baby faith, you could speak to the biggest thing in your life. And you could tell it to be lifted and thrown into the sea. And look what the Bible says. And it will. Everybody say will. It will happen. But you must really believe it. Like, that's why I keep coming back to like, but do you really believe? But, but do you really have faith? I know you come to church, but, but, but do you believe on Monday? Because I know like, I know breakthrough is coming. But on Tuesday. <laughs> by faith, I see a miracle. But on Wednesday. And many of us do not take the faith that we feel and we have charged in this atmosphere to that, to that job we don't like tomorrow. And God says, that's where I want to show myself strong. That's where I want you to believe that peace can come into this atmosphere. That's where I want you to stand up and be my representative. And you thought that your faith was for the church. He said, this is a huddle. We got to go run the play. What would happen if a football team just stayed in the huddle? Wow. Y'all, we gonna run this blue point two, six nine up the middle, but we never ran the play. Wow. And so people sitting here like, yeah, we about to kill them. Yeah, we about to woo, woo, woo. And they jumping around and the other team like. Wow. That's what the church looks like. A bunch of people like, I know, I know, I know. If you know the play, run it. If you have faith, uh, if you have faith, show us. If you believe the word of God, live the word of God. Run the play. Look at three people and say, run the play. Come on, run the play. Either God is our provider or he's not. Either he's Jehovah Jireh or he's not. Even he's the God with us or he's not. Run the play. And that's what he's telling the disciples. He's like, man, if y'all would just, if y'all would just listen to me and run this play, you got stopped and blocked in the last chapter because you didn't have enough faith. And now you sitting here surprised that when I ran the play, it worked. And he said, I'm trying to show you these things so that you can have faith. Verse 24, he said, I tell you, you can pray for anything. Do you really believe that? Because most of us don't. For a very long time in my Christian life, 
I felt like certain things were below the God care meter. Like, like, God don't care that I get a good parking spot here. But then when I looked at this Bible, I was like, do I really believe this or not? Because it says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And, and, and I know we want to pray for like, John needs a healing. He has stage four cancer and will die tomorrow. Everybody get together. Let's pray. That is definitely the right time to pray. But also the right time to pray is when somebody. <laughs> things come to my mind and then I have to tell myself, nope, don't say that. Don't say that. So y'all just seeing me think out loud. All right. But, but, but it's also time to pray. Okay, I'll tell it like this. No, I'm just going to tell the story I told earlier. Okay, I'm just going to tell it. So my wife, um, my wife, when we were first in our relationship, she's going to kill me. Okay, so I'm just trying to think where I'm going to sleep tonight. So, <laughs> so when, when me and Natalie started dating and I think we were engaged to be married, I read the scripture and my faith was building. Like my faith was building, building. And so I started really putting my weight on these scriptures and like I read this Mark chapter 11 scripture and it says you can pray about anything and my wife was complaining to me one day because her eyebrows had went rogue <laughs> like she started losing hair on her eyebrows and one eyebrow was karate chopping the other and it just wasn't acting right and you know for a lot of y'all like oh my god that's so uh, like but I really believe this because I was hearing her talk about it. And I looked at the scripture and said, you can pray about anything. And I know some of y'all, y'all wouldn't even bother God with this. But you're living beyond your privilege or below your privilege. So I asked Natalie straight up. I said, do you want eyebrows? I said, because the Bible tells us that we can pray about anything. She said, baby, I want some eyebrows. I said, in the name. <laughs> I, hit, I hit that. I, I, I smoothed in my brows. I'm not lying to y'all. I'm telling you the truth. And we prayed that God would allow whatever follicles were in her hair that weren't die, were, were, were dying or anything. We prayed them things back to life. And see people like, <laughs> but she got eyebrows now. So you can hate if you want to, but prayer works. Do you believe it? It ain't where she wants them to be, but they ain't where they used to be. You hear what I'm saying? And I'm being funny right now, but I'm dead serious. The simple fact that Jesus himself, this is in red in your Bible, says you can pray about it and you still don't believe it. You don't even have baby faith. Like you want crazy faith for God to give you a company doing eyebrow makeup, but you won't even pray that he could let your own eyebrows. And I'm using it, apply it to your life. 
apply it to your situation. Maybe crazy faith is a song of you consistently working baby faith. When I wrote down that the spirit of Vent Center would be Transformation Church, and it, we would pay for it $10.5 million, that wasn't my first time exercising faith. That was crazy faith. But when I was in middle school, I read the scripture that said, write the vision down and make it plain. And so I started drawing Jordan tennis shoes. Funny again, huh? Ha 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 ha. Except I became a prophetic artist. Because everything that I would take my time on it, I would make sure the lines were right. I'd use protractors. I would trace. See, the thing is, I wanted to make sure what I had, I presented to God in excellence. I don't have money. I don't have any of these things. But it was funny. But I was working my faith muscle. And when one shoe went from my paper to my feet, I started drawing another one. And, and, and what that was happening is for some reason, as vain as it was, I believe God was allowing it to happen wow. because I was building my faith That's great. that I could pray and believe and follow his word on anything wow. and it could happen. So then I graduated from tennis shoes and I told my dad I wanted a custom made drum set. And my father, I thank God for my parents. Because they never crushed my faith. Parents, hear me. Just because you didn't have the faith to believe for it. Do not tell your children what they can or cannot do. Y'all see them golf claps over there? Well, it's not realistic. That is not. And they will have exactly what you did. But if you take the limits off of them and point them to the word of God, they may be able to live the life that you wish you was living right now. I'm going to need security as we leave. The one thing about my mom and dad, they never crushed my faith, even when it seemed crazy. I was 15 years old, and I said, I want a custom drum set, Dad. He said, how much did it cost? I said, $8,000. Now, I want you to imagine your 15-year-old self telling your parents, whoever they are, I want to buy something for $8,000. My father said, wow, son. He said, well, if you have the faith to believe it, God can do it. That's all I needed. I needed to permission to dream. All I needed was somebody to give me permission to allow God to do it in my life. So what did I do? The only thing I knew how to do, start drawing again. I didn't have no money. I had no job. I was in high school. So I took protractors and rulers and I had one piece of paper. I have people in here who saw me do this and I created the most beautiful drum set on a piece of paper you've ever seen in your entire life by somebody who can't draw. <laughs> and I would show everybody, this is what God's going to b- provide for me. This is what God's going to provide for me. This is what God, I used to carry it on the outside of my binder. You know the binders where you can slip something into, see some of y'all don't know nothing about that because you didn't take books to school. But for the rest of us, I slipped it into the outside. So when I was walking down the hallway, people would stop and be like, what's that? Oh, this is the drum set that I'm, that I'm going to get one day. My 16th birthday. 
One year later, my dad said, we got something for you. I said, what you mean you got something for me? He said, you know that money that you've been saving up? I would saved $2,000 at 15 years old for this thing that I didn't even know could happen. He said, give me the money you've been saving. I gave it to him. He said, go look outside. And there was the most beautiful eight-piece custom-made drum set that I've ever seen in my life. And he said, your faith produced that. Now watch, now watch, now watch. Because some of y'all pessimists in here be like, no, your parents produced that. My parents was broke. It was my faith that attracted the finances through them. They were not the source. They were a resource that God used to be able to make his word come to pass in his child's life. And so many of us do not have the faith to believe that God could do anything like that for us. But I'm here to say, let faith arise. Let faith arise. Start hoping again that God could do something like this for me. He said, I tell you the truth. Pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, I need you to get this in your mind. That you have to not just only think God can do that. You need to visualize that you have already received it. God's giving us a formula to walk out baby faith. He said, I've given you an amazing tool called your imagination. It's the only thing where you can be sitting in the exact opposite of what you want and close your eyes and see yourself receiving what you want. Think about it. You can be in a full cast and you can close your eyes. And you can see yourself healed and walking again. And you can see yourself running again. God says, I need my people to believe they've received it. Some of y'all need to just turn off everything and start stay in the apartment that is where you can cook and use the bathroom and sleep within one arm's length. You need to think about that. And then you need to b- believe that you've received keys to your new home and that it's paid for and that you're sitting there having barbecues in July and you're See, y'all don't even believe it over here. You need to believe that you're healed. You need to believe, you need to see that your family is around the Christmas table and everybody's laughing and giggling and there's no arguments and Uncle John ain't drunk outside and and y'all know we got an Uncle John. (laughs) But you don't even believe you've received it. He's given us the formula. And if we could ever do that, Start using the imagination God's given us to visualize what he's called us to have. He said, you can have anything. He said, if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. I want you to say he's not using like qualifiers like it might be. It could one day be. If the sky is 78 degrees and it feels good outside, he said it will be yours. Ah. But when you are praying, just just make sure this one thing, because a lot of y'all about to get disqualified in this one verse 25. Because I could have stopped it, but I got to pastor you. But when you're praying, oh shoot, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against. Dang it! Because now 75% of you wouldn't be able to walk in baby faith. Not crazy faith. Baby faith. Because you won't let those people go. He, he 
he's saying the thing that is the sedative to your faith is the people you won't release. Your faith can't go to where I want it to go because you won't forgive your father who wasn't there. And yes, he did you wrong. And yes, he didn't deserve to treat you like that. And yes, you have a right to be frustrated for the rest of your life. But that means that you will forfeit the blessing of God for the rest of your life too. And this at Transformation Church 2019 is the year of what? Release. And God's saying, if you would release them, I would release it. If you would release them, I would release you. If you would release them, I would release my favor and my blessing and my influence on your life. But you won't forgive. So your faith is useless. I wonder if we could ever become a church that will let people go. Because if we would let people go, that's why my wife was like, why are you so friendly with them? And you know what they did. I can't let them stop what God's doing in my life. I don't, I don't, I don't have to be, uh, uh, I don't have to be all around them and be like, oh, da, 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 da. but I'm not going to harbor anything in my life, in my heart. That's going to stop my faith from working. And that's what some of y'all came for today. You, you, you want crazy faith, but you can't even qualify for baby faith. Because unforgiveness is canceling out the promise of God in your life. So what do you want us to do, Pastor Mike? I want faith to arise in your life. How is that going to happen? I'm going to give you one point and then we're going to pick up next week and it's going to be crazy. Okay? Read your Bible. No, that can't be it, Pastor Mike. You see them claps? It's like... Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I found out that there's only way faith happens and is ignited in you. And it's found right here in Hebrews 11, chapter 1. It says, now faith. No, 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 no. Not Hebrews chapter 11, 1. Let's go to, I'm going to go to Romans 10, 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's amazing how illiterate Christians are in the one book that has all our answers. We think it's a historic book. We think it's like a fiction novel. Like, oh, I like that David and Goliath one. I like that one. That's a good one. And this is the only book that when you read it, it reads you. This is the only book that you can be feeling temptation and you start reading it. And the Bible says in Psalms 119, how does a young man and young woman keep his way pure? He hides himself in the word of God. You'd be like, just don't call me. Don't do that. No, no, no. You need to read your Bible. <laughs> you hide and bothered. It'll cool you all the way down. Y'all want to be fake in the building today. Open up, open up acts. When you get a booty call. When you're angry, put Proverbs up. When you're about to do something you know ain't right, like you feel it, pull up Matthew and see if it won't start speaking to you. 
But the problem is our faith is not built in the only thing that can build our faith. We build our faith in other things. And that's why you got to understand that faith is a principle that God has placed in the earth. So if faith comes by hearing, it's your faith is built in whatever you're hearing. So if you're hearing a bunch of doubt and lies and division, your faith is getting built in that thing. If you're trying to stay pure, but you bump in every sex song and I like the beat and this is the rap. And this is the thing. And, and all of your relationships in like a Beyonce song. To the left, to the left. You've been in 15 relationships. But it's because faith comes by here. And that's all you've been hearing. You've been building your faith in something that cannot help you to stand. You get angry and all your relationships in like Game of Thrones. Because faith comes by here. And it's built in whatever you're hearing. And so many of us would prefer our preference over God's purpose. And he was like, man, if you could just get faith like a mustard seed. I don't need crazy faith from you. All I need to do what I want to do in your life is baby faith. What would happen if we just were a church who didn't like, like, act like we were saved and act like God was doing a miracle in our life and act like it, but really walked it out. So what you want us to do, Pastor Mike? This week, everybody under the sound of my voice and watching online, I want you to read your Bible for 15 minutes every day. I love this. Pastor Mike, I could do an hour. You don't. don't you're more consistent at checking Facebook than you are seeking his face so so I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to create a crazy faith moment church I want us to read our Bible for four hours every day cut off TV cut off social media cut. let's not start with crazy let's start with baby everybody in this room can take 15 minutes 15 and read your Bible this week. Well, Pastor, I don't know where to start. Great. That's why we have a team and a church here that's going to help you. You can go to the Instagram, the website, the app. And all this week, starting tomorrow, you'll be able to find places to be able to read your Bible. I'm just asking what would happen if your faith was built all week. And we came back in here next Sunday night. There would be miracles happening in worship. Nobody would even have to hear Pastor Mike speak because your faith would be as soon as I touch with one other believer. My, my, the word says if two or three of us are gathered in his name, everybody else can leave. He said God is in the midst. Matter of fact, I, I got goosebumps. I don't even got to make it to church. I just need to call one or two people who actually believe that God can do a miracle. And my baby faith will turn into crazy faith. But if we can't get it on the small level, we'll never get it on the big level. Can we commit to that this week? I said, can we commit to that this week? Okay. I want to pray for every person in this room. Because today, I told Charles earlier, I wanted to ride the wave of what we did last week. We was going to be jumping around here doing jumping jacks flips. I had a message that would have had us tore up. 
And the Holy Spirit said, that would be bad parenting. If you keep your kids on a high, but don't teach them why. And I'm not calling nobody a kid, but I am the spiritual shepherd at this house. And it is my job to make sure that we're growing. We're going to see more crazy miracles. But maybe God would be more pleased with not just one-offs of crazy faith. Maybe he would be more pleased with consistent baby faith. Hands lifted all over this building. Father, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice today. Something has started on the inside of us. God, I'm thanking you for every person who have felt, Father, that maybe you forgot about what their situation is or what they have to do. Father, I thank you that you care about the details of their life. Today, let faith arise on the inside of us. I declare and I believe, Father God, that you are giving us the hope to believe in you. Not just a fake facade of believing, but truly putting our weight on the things and the promises that you say in your word. This week, as we read our word for 15 minutes every day. I thank you that faith would arise on the inside of us Father. I thank you that we would believe your word. Father I thank you that we would trust you again and God I thank you that our baby faith would turn into crazy faith. I come against depression. I come against doubt. I come, Father God, even against unbelief, Father God, that would make us say, this is crazy. This won't work, Father God. It's crazy until it happens. And today I thank you that Transformation Church and Transformation Nation will be a group of people that will fully believe you. And we will see crazy faith. But it will start with our baby faith in Jesus name if you believe it will you give God a shout of praise in this oh come on if you believe it why don't you give God one shout of praise in this place listen just sit down for one second this is the most um, important part of our our service if you don't have to leave just stay right there because people are about to get ministered to if you're in this room and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior this is about to take faith. Like, cause some of y'all are like, well, I don't understand. Like, how do you believe in a God that you've never seen? I feel you, but you've never seen wind either. And ain't nobody ever seen Wi-Fi. But you believe in it. Could it be that, that there's something so amazing that's right in front of you, but you just have to receive it? Today, would you bow your head and close your eyes? Everybody, all over the building. And if you want to give your life to the only one who really knows what to do with it, in just a moment, we're going to pray. But it's the, it's the one greatest decision that I ever made. It took me from being a liar, somebody who was addicted to pornography, a manipulator, a bad person on the inside. And it took me from, from not, not to being a perfect person, but a progressing person. And today, God wants you. He wants you to know that his grace is extended for you. If you're saying, Pastor, I want to put my faith in Jesus Christ, or I want to put my faith back in Jesus Christ today, on the count of three, I just want you to lift your hands all over this building and online. I want you to do that. There's hands already going up. One, two, three. There's hands. I see you, ma'am. I see you, sir. I see you, sweetheart. I see you, ma'am. I see you, ma'am. I see you, ma'am. You can put your hands down. I see you, ma'am. Today, we're a family at Transformation Church. We don't pray alone. There's power in our prayer together. So I want everybody to pray this prayer. Say, God. Thank you for sending your son just for me. I believe he died, he lived, and he rose again just for me. Come into my life and take control. 
Change me. Renew me. Transform me. I'm yours. In Jesus' name. Amen.